Hello, everyone. It's Allie and Jen here. You want to say hi, Jen? Yeah, hi. I'm I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so we thought we would get together at the beginning of this episode to have a little chat about what is happening with Activision Blizzard and this lawsuit that I would imagine by now most of you have heard about because we recorded this episode before any of that came out. And it would be atrocious. We, we, we would be, I wouldn't say atrocious, but really like we would be really devastated if we didn't take this time to, um, to call it out and talk about it a bit because it is something that cannot be swept under the rug. It can't be shrugged away. And it's, uh, it's been a tiring few days <laughs> as, as a, content creator as a as a woman um and for all of us who uh love this game it's it's been it's been heavy it's been rough but it pales in comparison to those who have had to deal with absolutely horrendous situations and environments at Blizzard. And if you know, at first once all came out, I was thinking, oh, it's just it's just Activision, you know, because there's been so many things lately. It's just been, oh, it's not Blizzard, it's Activision. No, no, this is this is Blizzard. Um, this is people that we've known for quite a while. <laughs> Some bigger names have actually been, you know, actually listed in the lawsuit and uh some others that are coming to light as well. And We definitely want to start off by saying that we 100% stand with uh, with the victims of this horrible treatment and inequality and harassment. And there's even some stories of a few male employees as well um, coming out with some stuff as well. And um, it's it's bad. It's I, I want to sit here and say I'm sorry, but that's means Jack. It means nothing. It's like it's it's a nice thing to say, but that sorry at this point doesn't fix it. And Blizzard saying sorry doesn't fix it. And all the responses so far has been pretty, pretty crappy. <laughs> I, I I'm laughing. I feel like I should be laughing, but at this point, it's just I don't. My emotions have been all over the place with this, and uh, it's ridiculous how they think some of these things are good things to say. I, I, I don't, I don't even know. Um, and it's not just a Blizzard issue. It's been something that has been prevalent in the gaming industry for a long time, as well as other workplaces and social circles and all of that. And you know, for the longest time, it was shrugged off as, you know, boys being boys. And that's just the gaming industry. Suck it up and deal with it. Like, that's not okay. And it shouldn't be okay back then. It shouldn't be okay now. And the fact that it's 2021 and we're still having such inequality, such incredibly disgusting harassment that has caused so much grief to so many, it just... It blows my mind away sometimes. You think by now people would be better, you know? It's um, it's difficult to know what to really say. Um, 
And there's just, it just keeps unfolding. Like there's all like so many new stories coming out of, of employees of, of players. Like I know I've had, you know, a couple things here and there, but super minor things. It's not, it's not even worth talking about right now. Like it's just right now we need to hear these stories and these victims need to know that they're heard and, and supported. And there might be some people that are trying to shrug it off saying, oh, you know, they're just being dramatic and blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, nope, this has been a two year long, very intense investigation by this California agency whose name escapes me right now. Department of Fair Employment and Housing. There you go. I hate that Blizzard's first response was, oh, well, this is why so many great businesses are leaving California is because of this stuff. It's like. Okay, bye then. Like, how dare we want fair employment? How dare these employees want to be treated like human beings, treated with respect? Like, that should not be too much to ask. And unfortunately, it is. And to hear these stories about people that, you know, a lot of us have idolized and at at a place that some of us have dreamed about working. And for some people who work at Blizzard right now, like this is their dream job, like they uprooted their whole life to go there and, and work there. And with this coming out, like I, I can't, I can't even begin to imagine how they're handling it. I hope that Blizzard does a better job handling this than they have been so far. I hope the people who have done this horrible crap gets fired and I hope there's repercussions. I don't want it to be quietly handled, brushed under the rug or, you know, PR sake or whatever. Like this needs to be taken care of. And I don't at, I, at this point, I don't, I don't know how Blizzard comes back from this. I mean, do, do you? Yeah, honestly, the only way that I could see them coming back from this is if they make some, very serious changes and that we do hear from the people that have been victimized by what's going on that yes there are changes um i see it in my day-to-day um activities um because the thing that makes me the most hopeful are the responses from the employees themselves not the responses from you know, screw PR. The, yeah, <laughs> just management yeah. Oh, and whoever that Fran lady is. Good lord! Oh my god! It, oh, I just yeah. Mm, that one made my blood boil. I agree. Mm. Uh, me too. Uh, <laughs> and I think the best thing that I can say as someone who who is also um, living in California, so I, I I know a little bit about what some of these different departments and and how this is because there's a lot of protections that I have as a Californian that many people in the country do not. And I can say specifically that I'm, I'm very happy that some of these are there, but I'm also really saddened that it took the state getting involved to fix this. Yeah. This should have been resolved long before it took a actual state agency to step in and say, your company is so bad. We're going to sue you. And that's, I absolutely agree. Yeah. 
that's that's just unacceptable in my opinion and, and so yeah that's my opinion on this it's 100 percent unacceptable like just the thought that i mean there there are people who still work for blizzard and have left blizzard who actually have ptsd because of their treatment yeah and someone as someone who still has some you know mild ptsd from stuff in the past like i i wouldn't wish it on anyone and like to put myself in in these women's shoes like i i just it's upsetting it's frustrating it's it makes me angry and I'm I'm fortunate that it I in my field of work like it's all women, <laughs> so I don't have to deal with this. Um, like I said, like I've I've had you know a couple things in the past. You know, someone it was it was a guild leader, someone that you know is not my guild leader now for the record, um, but did some pretty serious shit. Um, that it was a horrible horrible time and. To think of someone having to deal with that at work. It's like for me, I could just log off <laughs> and walk away. But if it's if it's you at your work, whether it's at Blizzard or wherever else this could be happening, it it's inescapable. And it just it cannot happen. Like there has to be change. People have to be held accountable. And it has, they have to be better. Like it's, it's just, it's so sickening. And the more it comes out, the more stories and truths. And I'm, I'm so glad people are speaking their truths and coming forward and finally feel comfortable because the sad truth is, you know, you, you have your people are like, oh, why didn't they talk sooner? And blah, blah, blah. no. <laughs> Like oh. it's the, the, the pure fear of backlash and the ones who actually did, who actually were able to work up the necessary energy to report anything either got in trouble or absolutely nothing happened, happened from it or just got a horrible backlash and passed up for deserved promotions and the list goes on and on. And so, yeah, like it makes sense that people didn't speak up. And now that there is solid proof from a two year state investigation, people can't. And I stress that you cannot sit there and say, oh, you're just making this up. Or you're just being dramatic. Oh, you just need to toughen up. No, no, it's not, not at all. And now, and it, it took to get, it took getting to this point where these people felt like they could finally come forward, which is tragic. But we're here now. It's painful, but it has to happen because change has to happen. And it starts with these people who are being brave and coming forward. And I applaud them and stand with them. And I'm just, I'm so sorry that Blizzard has failed them. And 
I feel like there should be more words, but at the same time, it's also hard to have the proper words for all of this. Well, I don't really have anything else to add on top of that. Other than um, to all of uh, my fellow guys out there, I would say the best thing that you can do right now is believe people when they tell you this stuff. Don't think they're being overly dramatic. Believe them. Support them in everything that they've been going through and, and listen. Hence why I've been trying to be quiet. <laughs> because I just... I have, me personally, in my own life, have an immense amount of privilege. And I understand that sometimes it's best for me to just step out of the way and listen. So, with that... I hope very much that you enjoy what you're about to hear the rest of. And it's <laughs> very different tone because as we, we said, we didn't know any of this when, when this was recorded. So, um, yeah, just keep that in mind. <laughs> and as, as of now, uh, we are going to continue the show. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit here and there. Um, you know, there are still some great people that work at Blizzard. and. I mean, we, we, we do love this game. <laughs> um, but, you know, who knows what comes from all this. If Blizzard continues to act poorly and not fix things and change things and the stories just get worse and worse. It may change. I hope it doesn't because I love doing this show. Um, but as of now, that is our plan going forward is to continue doing our thing and trying to spread some kindness and positivity and love in the community. Live another day. Mirrors can't talk. Luckily for you, they can't laugh either. A lot of story there, a lot of lore uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing. I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome everyone to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 24, the show that wants to know where their book is. Yeah, each episode we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk all about the lore of Warcraft 1 or 2 or 3 or 5 topics at a time, who knows, right? My name is Hallie, the one that likes rum related drinks and i'm joined by the one who is kind enough to go along with it it's Jin. hello it's true i do <laughs> and i do want to i want i want to know where my book is too i think i've tracked almost every day for a shipping status you know i'm like track 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 ship track no do it no give it <laughs> nothing yeah well, don't worry we'll talk about that i was we'll gonna say it, at least at least that uh predicament also made it to a Taliesin joke that I recently watched because <laughs> the funny thing was <laughs> he was even displaying the images of the person who tweeted them out that I shared with you. I was like, oh, yeah, I recognize that tweet. <laughs> yep. Yep. As did Wowhead, as did everyone. So I'm like, OK, so this is awesome. And I'm so and again, I got the Twitter handle. We'll share it later. I'm so grateful they did that. But I'm sort of thinking like, where, where's our book? There's so many other people in the community that haven't gotten their book. And we're not just talking like content creators, like we're talking like everyone. 
everyone, except for Australia for some reason. I don't know why. We'll get there. We'll talk about it. It's a thing. It is a thing. Yes. <laughs> so before that, though, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Wow. Um, honestly, I can't really think uh, because it's like I've been playing a lot of WoW, actually. Because I recorded two episodes of Morley Gray, so this week is kind of like an off week for me. So I didn't have to do notes or anything like that. So I was playing a lot of WoW. <laughs> you actually streamed even. Yeah, I did. It was it was fun. I, I, I had, a, had a good time with that. And I now have seen all of Tazavish. I did not finish Tazavish, <laughs> but I've seen <laughs> literally all of it because... What happened? Well, we've wiped over and over and over for about an hour on the very last boss. So, like I said, I've seen it all. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be an issue, yeah. Yeah, that is the that is the nature of pugging, though. I mean, that's the, you know... No one on the guild was online at the time, so I was just like, oh, let's see if I can just get a pug going, and wiped on Tazavish over and over and over, and it was very sad. Yeah. I so I was almost right ready to say, hey, I'll join you and come heal because you were all like, I need healers. I was like, no, no, like you need to go sleep at a decent time. You have to. You need to. You will be an adult and you will go to sleep. And <laughs> I had the internal struggle between adulting and winning the game and adulting won mostly so I could be here tonight and yeah. healthy. Yeah, I see. I lost that battle adulting last night, and I, uh, I, you, you know how it is. You just see the, the the issues with the group for a while. Just say like time cap and hooktail. That was a bit of a struggle. A little bit of a struggle. We made it through. My infinite pirate dragon. That's right. Your infinite pirate dragon nearly uh, wiped us completely. <laughs> but uh, that was more of a tank issue. More of a tank issue. Gotcha, took gotcha. a while for the tank to figure out how to uh, properly position the dragon to take out the ads with the infinite uh, the infinite breath. So, yeah, so nice. that's, that's the thing is there's a bunch of ads that pop up and uh, the time cap and hooktail does its infinite dragon breath and you take out all the ads because there's a lot of ads, not pretty much too many to actually take out if you're not doing the breath weapon on them. That makes yeah. sense. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's about it. I was playing a lot of WoW. We are now seven, I want to say. Seven out of ten. I think we have three bosses left, I want to think. I don't remember how many. Yeah, because it's Sylvanas, KT, right. someone else maybe, and then that's it. So that's all we got. Someone else maybe. <laughs> I don't know who that... Uh... Is it the Guardian of the first one? No, we took that one down. That was actually a pretty so easy one fight. after. Yeah, whatever that may be. I don't know what that is. I have no clue. Um, I'm over here thinking, like, are we 8 out of 10? <laughs> I don't think we are. I think it's 7. But, um, yeah. And then I was uh, slowly learning how domination shards work, and I was like, oh, this is confusing. Why was everyone throwing a hissy fit about reforging their legendaries? Because it's going to be a while until I probably can't even do anything with this. <laughs> so it's Fate Scribe Rocalo. Oh, yeah, we haven't done that. So, yeah, we are 7. Yeah. That, that actually looks like a fun fight. A little, like, spinny the wheel. Spinny, spinny. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. That looks that looks a little challenging, but that's okay. It looks like only a couple people need how to know how to do that, and everyone else just smacks the boss. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna have to learn how to do it. They usually make other smarter people than me do mechanics. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know the you know how you got those trustworthy like, hey, so and so, you know how to do mechanics. DPS is really bad. 
Uh, so, so. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know we know how that how that goes. So there you go. That's yeah. that's uh, yeah. yeah. So sometimes that's me, especially at the beginning of this tier when my gear wasn't that great. But I'm now actually pretty good. I'm at like two twenty four. Yeah, very happy with wow. that. Wow, well done. Yeah, like I said, I've been playing a lot of WoW. <laughs> you, I think you've been playing more than me, honestly. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I take a long break, I, I wind up doing a lots of lots of gaming, especially when a new patch drops, and I'm like, you know what? For this, you. Is, this is fun. I don't care what the freaking yeah. community says. This is fun. <laughs> Screw yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Go play your Final Fantasy. I don't give a crap. Have fun. I'm having fun over here. Bye bye. You mean you're, you're not going to send death threats to Christy Golden? I'm not going to send death threats to anybody. We're not supposed to, to do that? No. What? Why would I do that? Right? She's, like, she's why, a beautiful, people? wonderful individual and always says be excellent to each other whenever she gets a glut of new followers. So uh, why would I send that to anybody who is a kind and wonderful person that I want to give high fives like every day? Yeah. <laughs> or anyone in general. Like, Yeah, exactly. Don't be, don't be horrible people. Yeah, don't Dear do that. Lord. Yep. My goodness. Mm-hmm. None of our listeners do that. We have good. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure our positivity and our joy would drive them off if they were awful negative people like that. So bye. Don't Accurate. Let, don't, <laughs> don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, anyway, that's pretty much my week. Uh, how you been, Allie? What have you been up to? Um, I am actually a little behind on this week. I have. Well, I mean, we just hit reset as of today. But uh, I did not get around to last week's campaign stories. Which makes me sad. I, I would have thought that I would have had a chance, but I did not have a chance between podcasting. And once again, the preschoolers in my class got me sick, which has been just so much fun. So much fun. As I meet fun. myself in coffee yet again. Yes, yeah, so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> the funnest. Right, yes. But uh, outside of that, actually, I'm, I'm also ashamed to say I've not gotten to Tazavesh yet. Which makes me really sad. It's tough. You know, it's tough. The only reason I had in there because I had the free evening that normally I do silly things with. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can do this. I almost did it. (laughs) I'm going to see if I can get a group together on Saturday night. I think I should actually have some free time then. Sweet. Yeah, it's a good time. I will actually say it is a very good dungeon. So there's no reason why you would not be like very giddy and taking uh, about... Uh, 43 screenshots at minimum. <laughs> 40, okay. Well, we're going to have to count that <laughs> and see how many screenshots I end up taking. I don't know if I'll take that many. That's really cool, though. I'm actually healing. There's a couple but. of places where I was even tempted to take one. You know, me and my policy of screenshots. I just Yeah, you don't do that. Yeah. Just don't take them. <laughs> so I have discovered, though, just in watching your stream for a little bit, that once I get to that dungeon for Dungeon Fables... I'm doomed because I feel like there's just so many like nooks and crannies. I'm going to want to go explore and little Easter eggs to find like little like, canisters of things are storing or whatever. And I'm just going to be super random and distracted. I think that's okay. Cause uh, it's a mega dungeon. You know, as we say, one of these, right? Yeah, one of these things. Right. Uh, Thank you. So, so you can split it up into multiple episodes. So my t- probably, it'll probably be two. I'll probably two. Yeah, so that's and oh, it makes sense because heck, by the time it even rolls into the the mythic plus thing that they do, I don't know. People do those things, whatever. 
<laughs> they even split it up. They're like, mm, this is too big for the mythics. So uh, we'll split it into two. So go ahead, split it into two. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, they did that easy, with uh, Karazhan, and then I know they did it with um, Mechagon. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And they'll do it this one. Yeah. And but I'm eager to do that hopefully this upcoming week. And outside of that, I've, I've, dip, I've dipped into Corthia when I can here and there, when I've had time. Thankfully, it's short, so I can, you know, try to knock out some dailies. And my raid is actually about where your, your raid is. We are we're 710. We, at the end of raid night last Thursday, we had maybe 10, 15 minutes left. We're like, we're just going to, we're going to go poke at Face Gribe and see what this fight's about. And so we got a, a kind of a little feel for it with like the rings and everything. So, yeah, but I've been knock on. I don't know if I have any like actual like real wood anywhere near me. I've actually got a decent amount of loot yeah. so far, which has been a pleasant surprise. But I'm still only at 220 because mm. I just I had so many like 213s to replace. Yeah, I was so, in the same boat. Yeah. I kept I've, I've been replacing it with Corthia crap. <laughs> yeah, I've replaced a couple of mine, too. And. I, three pieces are replaced now, 220 right? from Corthia. And I think because I haven't had as much time to play in this last week, I'm behind on my Corthia rep. So I haven't gotten to the point where I can upgrade to like the next level. I think once I could do that, I have at least two pieces I could upgrade. So that'll help my item level too. Yep. But between getting what I did get and I crafted my best in slot legendary because that changed recently for Holy Priest. If you're Holy Priest out there, it's the Flask Concentration. Finally, just got that crafted, but uh, it's uh, so I, I, I mean, I was already doing pretty good with my healing numbers this past week. I was feeling feeling good about it. So now I will do even better for my team. So that makes me happy. Nice. All right. Well, At least by a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Mm, well, did you do anything else besides? That's about it. Get over sickness. <laughs> get over sickness. I took a two hour long nap on Sunday. That's- two hours that's honestly that's the real reason i didn't do, the, didn't do the campaign because i was going to lay down for just like a little bit close my eyes you know doze off maybe 20 minutes or so conked out for two hours that's all glorious well, it was glorious i never do that ever <laughs> even when i really want to and i have plenty of time to i can't so if i was able to take a nap and you really needed it <laughs> yeah that's what it sounds like yeah yeah all right well if that's your week and that's my week of playing wow <laughs> the heck is this thing that we're drinking that you t- t- told me about? I didn't even know it was so a thing. Excited. <laughs> so excited. So we're drinking. So we're, we're, did you get the, the bottle we talked about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Same one. So we're, we're drinking Long Islands. It's a nice Long Island iced tea. But I call these my lazy Long Islands mm-hmm. because Captain Morgan, my good old Captain Morgan, they create a bottle that has all the alcohols and triple sec and everything you need for Long Island. All in one bottle. It's just right there, handy dandy. Just pour it over ice and call it good. Uh-huh. Lazy Long Island. It is a lazy Long Island because um I don't know, they're I can tell you right now, based on my my little bit of research into this, they are skimping somewhere on the alcohol. Because this this bottle is only 17% alcohol by volume. Yeah, it's a it's a little it's a little weak. <laughs> a little weaker than I would like, but really it's probably for the best because when you get a full strength Long Island. And some island, Long Islands actually have like a splash of Coke in there. So there's, I mean, oh, that's, yeah, they that's all have a splash of Coke. That's how they get that iced tea look. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But um, those are really dangerous. 
Oh. They're so delicious when they're full force. Those, are, those just, are insanely mm. dangerous. So I'm pretty I sure. I love Long Islands. Love them. Yeah, uh, there was a, there's, when one there was one, one Fourth of July where um, uh, I had I had two, and then I was like, mm, I think I can do a third. Oh and, boy! And <laughs> and let's just say the bartender misheard me. He gave me two, so oh, I no. had four. <laughs> and I was in the Marines at the time, and I was like, I can do it. <laughs> Long story short, I couldn't. Right. Let's put it that way. Uh, bad, bad news bears. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> so they're very dangerous. So yeah, yeah. If you kind of like the flavor, this is okay. Um, it, it's it's definitely a lazy Long Island. You know, first attempt at this when I was drinking it, I was like, this is awful sweet. But if you put plenty of ice in there, I think it kind of mellows it out a little bit, kind of brings yeah. down some of that like. Little extra sweetness, so that's not. It's it's yeah. It's not a it's Long a Island. Lazy Long Island. It's, it's not the Long best Island. Long Island, but if you're feeling lazy and you don't want to buy all the alcohols or you don't have them available or you don't have the you know whatever, it it'll do in a pinch. It'll do. Yeah, I agree. In a pinch, it'll do. It's definitely better than most of those pre-mixed cocktails that I've gotten. Yes. For yes. example, I've gotten one of those like it's a margarita. Just put it over ice, and I'm like, this is not a freaking margarita. This is a crime against humanity. No. <laughs> Yeah, those those bad. Those, those bad. So uh, <laughs> the fact that I was like even debating it in my mind, I was like, "Do I like this? I think I like this. Like that's a win for a pre-mixed cocktail, in my opinion. That's, yeah. that's a solid. I mean, win. if you if you want to like, I guess not really spicing, but you know, spice it up. You could probably you know squeeze a little bit of lemon in there, a little yeah. splash of coke in there, or something. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I am actually. Um, Thoroughly impressed the fact that a just basically a Long Island iced tea jug is as good as this. It's <laughs> a jug. And it's 17% <laughs> alcohol by volume. So even though it's just a jug of Long Island, um, it's still pretty potent. It's, uh, it's right up there yeah. with wine. So there you go. Yeah, it'll do. It'll do. Yeah, lazy Long Island. I like that. You kind of, yeah. it's not that you get what you pay for because you kind of pay for it. Uh, you get what you pay put into it in energy i suppose <laughs> I sure know. let's go with that that that's that works i don't know yeah <laughs> it's it's a it's, it's a, i don't know you're lazy so that's what you get <laughs> if you're not lazy you get something better uh, but then you have to pi- find all the correct alcohols and honestly if you get like low quality like the plastic bottle alcohols <laughs> It's going to be worse. It's going to be worse than this. So (laughs) that's true. And I just I've been working way too many hours at work, working like open and close every day lately. And I had no desire to put on a lot of effort. So I'm like, I want a Long Island. We're we're being lazy. At least I'm going to be lazy. You were talking about fanciness and having most of the drinks already. I'm like, all right, you do your thing. I'm going to get my jug. (laughs) I'm going to get my jug. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I probably could have uh, soldiered through a Long Island with this episode, maybe even two. And by the end of it, it would have been like, hey, everybody, this is a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, I really want to do that one episode. <laughs> I don't know, maybe maybe, a, maybe a, one of those like anniversary things or something. I don't know, maybe. Just yeah. kind of, it kind of was an anniversary recently, wasn't it? It was an anniversary when I was like, hey, you want to do a podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, it's one of those like really cheesy anniversaries in my mind that I went back one day in discord months ago, actually back when I got to the Mason jar and I was like, scroll through all the discord of our conversation to see like when you asked me 
to do this show. And then I put the date on the calendar. And then it popped up on the calendar that day. I'm like, oh, hey, it's today. <laughs> and that's when I did the cheesy tweet. That's adorable. Well, Lazy Long Island. There you go. That's what we're drinking. It is. So it you is. want to talk about some lore? Oh, yeah. I really, really want to. Okay, well, let's do it. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? So, much like a Long Island iced tea with its many different alcohols, the lore of Warcraft has many different things to talk about, especially when you get a new patch. Even more so when you get a new book release. When you get it. <laughs> you see, we were going to make this episode all about the Grimoire of Shadowlands book and super excited. I was actually trying to plan my life around making sure I had time to read it. And and I was so excited. I was like, you know, having a little bit of a rough day. I was like, that's okay. I've got the book waiting for me at home. It's going to be great. And then I go on my lunch break and find out, no, no, I do not. <laughs> Yeah, I, I even saw a tweet about this. So uh, it was actually Ann Stickney, uh, Shades of Grey. She was like, guess what's out today? <laughs> and my tweet was, Kevin from The Office, are you sure? <laughs> I saw that and had a really good laugh. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, it, it's just, mm, I was so excited about it. It was supposed to release on the 14th and... It's, it's a bit frustrating because like there, there's been no official word on what happened with this delay from Blizzard. So I'm guessing it's a shipping delay issue. I have no idea because it obviously least. exists. It exists. And we actually there are some people, like I said, who were in Australia who got it. I know Shubuts talked. I think it was Shubuts talked about going to like his local bookshop to go get it. And they were saying it's not going to be out until the 24th. Mm. Yeah, that was him. I saw a couple of people say that in their shipping email update, it said the 20th to 24th. But I know on Amazon, I haven't gotten a single update on when it's supposed to be expected. Have you? No, like I was saying, I check like every day, every day. Yeah. I'm like, please, 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 sir. May I have some lore? <laughs> Seriously, I just... I think it would bother me less if Blizzard came out and was just like, hey, COVID and shipping and mailing and publications. Sorry, guys, we'll get out to you as soon as we can. Like, that'd be great. That's that's all. Instead, we're stuck in this like limbo of of just not knowing and wanting it so badly. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Mm. So, so sad. So sad. So sad. So instead, like, instead of having this whole episode plan on the book, I had to improvise a bit. So we do actually have a couple of cinematics we're going to talk about today. And thanks to someone who did manage to get a copy of the book and posted a couple of pictures on Twitter about it. We are actually going to talk briefly about the broker's version of the cosmology chart as well. Cool. <laughs> I'm excited. That's pretty so cool. So first, first up. It is the shortest cinematic in the world, I know, but I've been dying to really talk about this from a lore perspective. And so we are going to actually talk about the fate of Garrosh Hellscream cinematic that we get in the raid. So for those who don't know or you don't raid or you haven't looked into it yet, within the Sanctum of Domination raid, we meet Soul Render Dormazane. It's the, the tormentor of the prisoners in Torghast. It's during this fight that we finally see Garrosh after all this time the old reliable workhorse for the Venthyr. Dormazine is having a hell of a time breaking Garrosh, though. 
which we actually see during this fight. Come to watch me suffer, heroes. Too bad you will never see me break. (laughs) It's just so perfectly garage. And so when I first heard that line, I got really excited. And I like I like when NPCs refer to us, especially when it's ones we've seen before, like one zombie and the other side when he's like, heroes, because I'm excited to see him. And he's excited to see me. It's great. (laughs) And Garrosh acknowledged, hey, I know you, but you're not going to get what you want. And I just, I don't know, I liked it. (laughs) I just like the fact that he's like, nope, you're not going to see it, buddy. You're not going to see me break. You're not going to see me say, oh, I'm so sorry for my sins. I'm so sorry for everything I did. Which is very funny. I mean, obviously we saw him in Revendreth, but now he's up here in the Sanctum of Domination. I mean, did they just need to, like, step up the torture? Did they need to touch... Step I think so. They, or maybe because he is just old reliable, it's easier to get him directly to the source of where they want the most anima. Yeah, probably. That's probably maybe. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he was the old so, reliable workhorse, and it's like we need more anima, even though we sent him like literally buckets and buckets and buckets full. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Go ahead and send it. It's not like we're using it. <laughs> so while the cinemac is really short. I have been wanting to talk about it just just very briefly. So we're going to play this in Mac really quick as a refresher right now. They said I must answer for my crimes. Repent for my sins. But every choice I made I would proudly make a dead. You will submit. submit to no one. Not you. Not the jailer. And not that coward throne. And the garage ends in a pile of ash. <laughs> Did you see the most amazing meme on the planet where it's like Thrall waiting outside the door where he's not the coward Thrall. Thrall's like, oh, is that sad? <laughs> I did not see that. Wow, oh my God, it was so week. funny. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into this, what were you expecting when you heard we were going to see Garrosh in the raid? I really didn't know what to expect, honestly. I had a strong feeling that he was going to be more of a mechanic than just break the chains, but... Right. Mm. I thought so, too. I mean, I, it, it felt fitting. Um, I thought it was pretty cool that the ability that you're trying to like interrupt is the, the hell scream, right? Which right. Is like, Perfect. Yeah. Apparently, it was going to wipe the raid. We've never... It, it never went off, so I don't... I don't know. <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen it go off. We're, we're too good, guys. It, did, it didn't wipe us. It's not normal. I'm sure it will wipe us one or two times when we get to run heroic. Especially when people pull too many chains at once and piss yeah, off the healer. That was, <laughs> that's actually um, the first time we, we got it down. Um, it was very much a, it's like, oh, man, these chains don't hurt that bad. The second time everyone was like, oh, we just pull the chains whenever. <laughs> No, nope. the healers were like, no, stop it. <laughs> yep. 
thankfully my raid we were pretty good about it except for like the second time around when it comes through and it was a time when we were like the, the house is a little low we we're struggling a little bit one would, would have been okay but like the second one we were planning on i didn't have a healing cooldown it it oh it was like a brief moment of panic it was like <laughs> no jerk <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so anyway like honestly we're like why did i think he would play it in the raid in a strange sort of way, I feel like it was this. <laughs> this is kind of what I always expected for Garage. Like, I never expected him to be like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Especially now that I'm like currently like re going through war crimes. Like, the ridiculous amount of just like, like, doesn't even care that he shows during that entire trial. Totally on brand for Garage. Totally on brand. Yeah. I yep. mean, what was it when they read him like everything he was charged for? Everything he was charged for. He gets up and he basically is just like, let the comedy commence because <laughs> this is like <laughs> he just thought it was just like this is greater than the Dark Moon Fair. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, the fact that they did not break him. I mean, I'm assuming he eventually would. I mean, given like you know, time is not a construct of the Shadowlands or whatever. Uh, if they had him all for eternity, they probably would have happened, but they only had him for like a couple years. So, yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me that he, he wasn't broken. And, uh, I think this was very fitting. It was a good, it was a good way for him to go out. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was. And I, so with all the talk of like possible redemption arcs lately, and he's been in Revendreth for so long being drained and, you know, stuck in the place that you go to atone for your sins and then the error of your ways. There was a small part of me that thought that we might see a good version of Garrosh and then he would help us and then go down in blaze of glory. I thought at least but because of that, you know, I, I was surprised, but also not, ex not surprised. Like, I don't think I fully expected him to be all like, I would do it all again. Screw you. Screw Thrall. Screw the jailer. And I just no remorse at all. But after it was said and done, he was you know, in a pile of ash. It actually felt very refreshing because it was really fitting for him and his character. And I'm actually really pleased with that's how he ended. Yeah, totally agree. I was like, that is, you know, Garrosh, he's always been an arrogant asshole. And he was an arrogant asshole all the way to the end. Good job. <laughs> yep. Exactly. And I just, I really wanted to just take this brief moment and talk about it because most people I know are like, they watch them like, okay, well that happened moving on. But I just, I found it so refreshing that it was just such a fitting thing for Garrosh. And I just, I don't know. I just really like how it was handled. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's, I wanted to get that out of my system yeah. <laughs> and talk about that. And I haven't had a chance to. So yeah, very much. I a, use this show to do that. Yeah. Very much. Good job, Blizzard. We, we approve. Yes. Gold star. Gold star. Gold star. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you give your kids gold stars, but if you if you do, I feel like Blizzard deserves a gold star for this one. Once in a while. When they earn it. When oh, they earn it. Man, they, oh, there you go. It's not, it's not, it's not <laughs> one of these like, we're just handing out gold stars like they're nothing. No, gold stars mean something. So there you go. No, no. Ali makes you earn it. <laughs> The teacher before me gave it out like it was, you know, nothing. And that ruined the kids. And I fixed it. <laughs> now they earn it. 
and they are better behaved because of it. Ah, and they beautiful. go potty like they're supposed to. It's great. <laughs> we don't hand out gold stars like candy. No. You earn this crap. Exactly. Uh, put that good. class into shape. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Blizzard Anyways, earned this gold star. There, see? see they did indeed. Allie doesn't just hand out gold stars to anybody. So there you go. I mean, it depends on what area of life. Because I do tend to like things, and so I probably hand out more than I really should. But when it comes to being a teacher, they have to earn it. And when it comes to other things, apparently after have to earn it too. And, and Blizzard earned it. Good, good, good job. Good job. Thumbs up. Yep. All right. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> the next cinematic, the end of Raid, the fate, well, not so much fate, of Sylvanas. While neither of us have actually beaten Sylvanas yet, the kind of fate, it's being called fate of Sylvanas, but it's not, we don't know her fate yet. Anyways, end of Raid cinematic, she's in it, we've learned things, it was released into the world. So we're going to go ahead and play it first, and then we're going to walk through it together. All right, well, here we go. If you don't be avoiding spoilers, turn back now, folks. Here we go. snap <laughs> <laughs> oh the cinematic there's been lots and lots and lots of people with their opinions on on the on the intertubes and in the community and stuff so i am just really eager to talk about it here with you and just dive into it i've been looking forward to this yeah me too 
because uh, this here's cinematic. If you're thinking, hey there, Jen. Hey there, Allie. This cinematic sucked. I wanted to see Sylvanas dead. Well, sorry, you weren't paying attention. <laughs> Plus, Don't, really, like, this might come up in conversation, but like, if you really think about Sylvanas in her life, right? All she's wanted since Edge of Night, actually since she was turned to a banshee back in the day, was to die. So if you think about it, that might be the easy way out for her. Whereas if she gets her piece of missing piece of her restored and she has to face all of these people and all these horrible things she's done, that could potentially be more torturous than actual release of death. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually a, a great... Um like take a thought that I absolutely agree with. Um, I think the best uh, person who describes it was Matt Rossi from the lore watch podcast where they're yes, talking about yes, how, yes. you know, the worst thing that you could possibly do to Sylvanas is make her feel again. And I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about that when we get to the, Oh, freaking Jayla broke a little crystal, gave her soul back that we already went over in the, Wait. <laughs> Freaking folk and fairy tale little thing about Bob. I know. I love that tie in. It's so good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I actually really enjoyed this um, This uh, cinematic. I will admit, this wasn't the jaw-dropping, you know, freaking cinematic popcorn busta amazing cinematic that some of them were. But, I don't know. This one's setting up some crazy stuff coming down the pipe. Let's put it that way. Yes. And that's the thing, right? There's so many people jumping to conclusions and it's hard not to. I get it. But this is 9.1. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the end of this quote unquote book is going to be, right? Like, this is just, just a section of it. Just just a chapter. Yeah, this isn't Warlords so of Draenor, story. everybody. We have one more raid coming at minimum. At minimum. Right. Because they've already said we're getting freaking, uh, what is this thing's called? Set set pieces, tier sets back in 9.2. Right. So, uh, yeah. You could take that as a little like lore implication that, hey, at least we get 9.2. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's more things. So calm down. But for the cinematic, we open up with the jailer taking the ball out of the Arbiter's chest. You know, the last sigil he needs. Uh-huh. And he puts it into his own chest hole <laughs> and then magically sprouts some armor to cover up his nipples. Finally, <sighs> it's just, it just dawned <laughs> on me. It's just dawned on me. The jailer's iron what? man. <laughs> I mean, he does have the hole in there. He's got the hole in the chest. You know, he puts the he puts the little arc reactor thing in his chest, and suddenly the armor appears on him. He's Iron Man. There we go. We figured it out, folks. He's Tony Stark. Possible. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave <laughs> with a box of scraps. I mean, probably like in a cave in the Maw. I mean, it's it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> he was imprisoned. I mean. Yeah. For being a jerk, that's what you get. There's some parallels here, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> we got and we got all the parallels with the, you know, infinity stones and stuff too. And Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look at that. There's so many parallels. Parallels. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like a parallelogram. Look at that. Right. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> the jailer <laughs> So when he, you know, sprouts his armor and covers those nipples finally, he says, the final key is once again mine. Mm-hmm. That kind of confirms what some people were wondering. You know, if the jailer used to be the leader of the Shadowlands, or at least the sole sorter, before they imprisoned him in the Maw, and then took a sigil and shoved it into the Arbiter. So he was the uh, he was the original Sorting Hat. 
is what we're kind of uh, right. taking down here. Which I yes, yeah, I kind of not to toot my own horn, but I think I alluded to that once, where I was like, I think that the arbiter is a construct. <laughs> yeah, early on, I think you did. I think I was agreeing with it, and but a few will, other people were saying. I will that. have to point out. I'm pretty. I don't think I. I don't. I'm not sure that was an original thought, folks. And if it was. <laughs> Lots of people had that same thought, so don't. No, I'm not taking credit. Yeah, that's the thing when you like listen to multiple podcasts and follow multiple people. It's it's hard to remember. Yeah, was that my <laughs> if thought? If you or? had it before them or not? Yeah, who cares? I don't even care. <laughs> For example, after we talk about the cinematic, I'm going to talk about my insanely crazy tinfoil hat idea that I thought of while writing these show notes. But then I'm glad you have one because I have one too. Right. So I thought it was super crazy and whatever. And then I went listen to another podcast after again, after I wrote these show notes and I was like, oh, maybe I'm not so crazy after all. So we'll talk about that in the end. One thing I do want to point out, though, is that the sigil has an infinity symbol on it. Yeah. Did you notice that? Well, one might call it the Ouroboros, which uh-huh. one might call it on the freaking cosmology chart. If you've noticed closely, this is true. It's it's on both. So, uh, yeah. Now, obviously, the one in the cinematic isn't actually snakies. It's not the snakies. Uh, But the one in the cosmology chart totally is. So, uh, yes. They're in the same configuration as the infinity. Right. So, coincidence? I think not. No. (laughs) So, any other thoughts before we move on? Um, well, since you got your uh, super crazy tinfoil hat theory, I just wanted to point something out. And I feel like I just want a little, little pat, little patty pat on my back. Going all the way back to episode 12. Episode 12 is one of your favorites. Episode 12 is when we were like, Ilgunath Whisper. We're doing Ilgunath Whisper time. That is Yeah, remember, the, remember this one, guys, where, <laughs> where Allie broke my brain with this one? This is the one where she broke my brain. The golden one claims a vacant throne. The crown of light will bring only darkness. Yeah. Hi, Tyrallian. Um, Don't mess with us. <laughs> okay, but that's not why I'm bringing this up, okay? I didn't want to. I just wanted to remind everybody that's how Allie uh, broke me, and then I sat down in the middle of the recording. It was funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, as I was thinking about this, and the blobbity blobbity. He says very explicitly, the final key. Hmm. Where have we heard that before? The Lord of Ravens will turn the key. Oh, so if I happen to remember, we were having a little back and forth. Was it, is it, is it Kagar? Is it, is it, uh, is it Medivh? Maybe. And I said, I say nay, nay. I said it was Odin. And right? I, hmm. Who have we already seen in 9.1? It's Odin. So, yeah, um, I'm pretty sure Odin is totally going to get tricked. So, because uh, <laughs> Helia has not been dealt with. Uh, I don't believe anyone has messed with, like, Helia just, uh, she raised the nine for the Sanctum of Domination. And then we haven't seen her since. She's not actually in the Sanctum Domination. She was just like, hey, she's going back. And then she went and did something. Hmm. Well, now that he's got the final key, who's going to turn the final key? Hmm. I'm thinking Odin. <laughs> so. Could be. 
Kebby. Yeah, so it's not even that super crazy of a tinfoil hat. It's I've been thinking this since I heard the Ilgonoth whisper, and now I'm just getting more and more confirmations that I might be right. <laughs> you might be. Now, I do know coming up in the future patch... Hmm, let me, let me phrase this. At some point, we will get Helia in the near future. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm... Well, Even if it's just a short story thing. We're not done with her yet. Oh, I know. So I ran through this week's uh, fun times. This is last week for everyone that was uh, listening to. It's the Dreadlords. So the Dreadlords. No, no, no freaking, um, no freaking Helia there. Uh, however... This is the this is the week where we finally get to triumphantly say, Allie was right. Now can you shenanigans? Knew it. Knew so, he was somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he was up to no good. So yeah. This is, this is a good week. I was very excited for the for the uh for the dreadlords. I was like I was like wanting to log in right away after work. I was like, oh yeah, get me in here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm super eager to get to that this week, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's keep going. Let's keep going through this crazy thing because uh, that's all I got for now. Yeah, so we have a jailer who, you know, chains up Jaina and Thrawn Bolvar. And Sylvanas yelling at the jailer saying, the way is open, Zoval. We already have what we need. She didn't say jailer. She used his actual name hmm. as if she thinks they're on a first name basis. Zoval. I don't know. Maybe he just... Maybe he doesn't like the the term the jailer. You know how sometimes people get like Could nicknames be. and things like that. Like don't Could call be. me that. I don't like that. For example, only my mother in law is allowed to call me Jerry. So no, thank you. Don't call me that. <laughs> right. Maybe noted. Maybe people don't like. Uh, maybe people just don't like it when uh, they, he calls him the jailer. It's like I'm not the jailer. I was locked up. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so yeah. Or yeah, exactly. maybe, maybe they're very chummy and she is on the first name basis now. Who knows? Or maybe she's just overestimating her role because she's a tool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is totally a tool. Absolutely. Right. Because I, when I first heard that, like it made me think that Sylvana thinks her place in the jailer's plan is a high place. Or thought it was. Before she found out that he didn't tell her about Nathanos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that. And then, um, I, I, I mean, it hasn't got to this yet, but I do like the fact that she's like, we already got what we need, blah. And I think this is when, maybe not, not right away, in a moment here, she starts, think, wheels are turning, right? And then she probably thinks back to Denathrius, how he was, you know, friggin' tossed out like some, some old gym shorts or something like that. And right. she's like, maybe I'm next. I'm going to shoot him in the face because that's totally going to work. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll we'll, oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. Because what? what? Okay. So <laughs> she's all saying we already have what we need. So I'm assuming that's Anduin and the sigils. Yeah, I think it's pr- primarily the sigils. It's like, hey, we got the key. We got the final key. You know, someone can turn it. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, you're going all senior psychopath on me now. And then obviously he's about to say some things that make her uh, question her alignment <laughs> with this guy. Um, right. And I think that was very much her saying like, come on, dude, let's go. <laughs> just, you're uh, 
You're, you're, you're not really living up to your, what the plan that you described to me. Remember a long time ago, you described a plan. It was like, oh, we're going to make it all better, right? We're going to fix it. And uh, you're not fixing anything. You're making it worse. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's what she was, uh, one final like, dude, remember the, Remember the plan that we talked about? Remember that? Right. Remember that little thing where you, you, you that's how you, you got me involved in this? You have free will. Free will. Remember that? <laughs> Can we do the free will thing? Eh? No, we, not the, just, let's just go. <laughs> not, 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 the creepy, here. not the creepy Neil thing that you're doing right here with the, the thrall, the, right. the Jaina and the Bolvar. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go. <laughs> well, and something I found interesting is like not only we already have what we need, so sigils, maybe, maybe still Anduin because. As we know, when the jailer is done using his tool, he discards it. We saw it with Denathrius. We see it with Sylvanas in this. But he's still bringing Anduin right along. Why does he still need Anduin? I don't know. He, he needs is a, it other than just to have an extra limb? Maybe, so he maybe. can you know, do what he's doing and then have Anduin, you know, bought Anduin off on the side doing things for him? Perhaps. Or is there a real reason? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know if there's a distinct or obvious reason because that's. So I mean, I've heard a lot of people talk about like, yeah. So Zaval, the reason he really liked Anduin, is he's totally into the light, man. It's the light. Mm, I ain't seen him use the light once. So, uh, right. I don't know if it has anything to do with the light. I think it was just like, oh, people trust him. He seems like a trustworthy dude. He's got blonde hair. It's really cute. Uh, he looks really pretty. Well, at least for getting their Arbiter sigil. But after that, he stopped using it for not using it. Using Anduin for the sake of him being, you know, good old Anduin. No, it was just He's like just using him as a droid now. Yeah, it was a uh, it was Mornblade Chopper Boy uh, because. Yes, I mean, that was the thing. It was like the Primus was like, you'll never get my sigil. And then. You know, Anduin, he shows up and he's like, oh, crap, I'm wearing Blade. It's like, oh, is this like a Ghostbuster trap for sigils? Is that, is that what a Morning Blade right. is? Right. <laughs> yeah, because he just goes, whoop, whoop. He does this weird slashy thing, doesn't even seem to hit the Primus. And he's like, oh, I got, my, I got your sigil now. I was like, what's that? All right. Maybe maybe it has something to do with the Morning Blade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most most likely, if it has anything to do with Anduin, it's the fact that Anduin is the one that's wielding the Morn Blade, and there's probably a soul connection. Because now that we know those little crystals that he goes, you know, little crumbles, yep. those are souls. It's a soul. That he's stuck into the sword, so uh, maybe that's his daddy's soul. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Maybe. We'll talk about that, too. All right. Well. Actually, in the next section. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so let's get to it. So the jailer complains about the maker's flawed design. We find out that he wants to make a new reality where we all serve him. And that word serve triggers Savannah's since that's something that she has had to do for a very long time now. Serve others. She's just done. We even hear Arthas's little, you know, serve thing. Like I loved all the little voices and uh, such a good moment. It's good. It was really good if you had the uh, if you had the um, subtitles on so you know who was saying it because it actually said who was saying it. Oh, oh sweet, yeah. oh that's sweet, good. oh that's who's saying it. Okay, got yep. it. <laughs> good, it's good. So she basically sends her two weeks notice in by shooting an arrow <laughs> at the jailer. Why? Well, like you, you mentioned this before. Like, why did she think that shooting an arrow at the freaking jailer at Zaval 
would actually work. Because you already said it. What does she really, really want? She just wants to die. That's true. I'm pretty sure it was like, oh, I'm turning to my two weeks notice for eternity. And it was. <laughs> exactly. I don't think she was expecting him to go. Oh, well. So you know how I'm this really mean and vengeful and not benevolent God. Um, right. Like. Yeah. This thing that you want, I'm not going to give it to you. And she was like, I remember a guy that said this to me. Oh, yeah, Arthas was like, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah, give you away. Yeah. I'm not going to give you the decency of a clean death. So he was like, I, I leave you to their whims. So I'm pretty sure he shot or she shot him with the expectation that the Zoval was going to go, I squish you. <laughs> That's what I kind of figured. It's, it's entirely possible. I, I, I get it. It was just... In that moment, I was like, what the actual F are you thinking here, Solanus? Like, Yeah, it was trigger it's warning. He's, and then, oh. then she's like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, basically. So meanwhile, Jailer's all over there, disappointed that she's still, quote unquote, chained to mortality. But since she helped him get the sigil back, he repays her in kind by reaching into that mystery portal and pulling out another little shard thingy. And we find out that it's her missing sliver of soul. That we found out about in Folk and Fairy Tales. And basically chucks it at her. And it makes her whole once again. Turning her eyes blue and everything. Mm-hmm. Not actually sure how I feel about this. This is the whole part of that that I'm just like, we're going to see how Blizzard plays this out. Because all I've seen is the initial, you're whole again. So if she's like, hi guys, I'm Sylvanas now and I'm nice. I'm going to be like, this is stupid. <laughs> right. Like, I, don't an- I do not anticipate that. Damn, so that's not what I'm thinking is going to happen. But if it does happen, that's what I'm going to be like. Uh, this is what they were talking about with character assassination. No, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I really don't. I don't. I, I, I feel, especially with a character as big as Savannah, someone that's been involved in the story for so long. Also, someone that has one of the most amazing voice actors ever. I want to believe that in the end, again, I want to repeat, we do not know the end as of now. So calm down. <laughs> just, just take a breath. Calm down. It's okay. We will eventually know the end. And I want to believe that Blizzard will do her character justice. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. I actually, like we already talked about, think that this was not a kindness. This was no. not the this was not the jailer going like you did me a solid, I'm going to do you a solid. This was, oh, so you know how you've been able to go through this life feeling nothing but rage, nothing but the, a, a desire for vengeance and everything like that? What if I could make you feel everything that you've done and feel the entire weight of all of the awfulness that you've done? All, and you just, you just gotta, you gotta live with that, right? If suddenly you woke up, you, you woke up. <laughs> so if suddenly you woke up from like the worst nightmare, and you're just like, okay, this is something I did. It's kind of like when Anduin's going to come to. It's a little bit like that, but kind of way worse. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot like that. And I, I have a strong feeling is that maybe why they were kind of setting those two characters up together. Right? It's because they were having their debate yeah. club with Sylvanas and Anduin. And Anduin's like, look around you. You're an idiot for joining this guy. And Basically. Sylvanas yes. is like. Nah, I'm a jerk and I'm going to keep being a jerk. <laughs> and then she gets, she's whole again and she realizes. And I think we got a little tiny glimpse of this. 
So once again, I could I could bring back to a storyline that, that we've had for a long time ago, and I know this because I'm really looking at this book again. War crimes. So, the last time that she really felt something was when her and Verisa, you know, another connection with Verisa, folk of fairy tale, were plotting to kill, kill Garrosh. Yeah. And Verisa was like, hey, when this is over, can I just come live with you in the Undercity and be a forsaken like you? And she's like, don't, don't mess with me. She's like, no, seriously. Seriously. Um, I'm kind of done with this whole living thing. And she's like, well, why? Uh, well, he took my Ronin. Right? She was definitely mourning in grief. Well, fast forward. Spoiler if you haven't read War Crimes. <laughs> Basically, Varisa kind of comes to and realizes, oh, uh, what the thing I said before. Sorry about that. I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to say no because I got my twins, my twin boys. I got to take care of them. Yeah. Kind of a mom be a now. mom and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to kill them and have them be like undead kids. It's kind of creepy. Um, Oof. Yeah. No. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nightmares. Why, so the question is, why the heck am I even bringing this up? Sylvanas let herself feel. Sylvanas let herself yeah. realize how lonely she actually was. And so when Varisa said, no, uh, sorry, that's not going to happen. Sylvanas went berserk. And started slaughtering everything in the in, in the immediate vicinity of the uh, what is it the Windrunner Spire where they used to live. Yeah. Yes, she was very very mad, very mad because she basically was like, okay, I actually was for a moment, I you know could feel something from my from my life before, and now the jailer is basically saying, hey, you know the reason why you couldn't feel very much just that one, one little time. Uh, now you're gonna feel it all. It's probably why she collapsed. <laughs> Cause uh, if you if you recall, on normal and heroic, the fight ends at fifty percent. She's fine, right. but she suddenly collapses. Hmm. Oh, and at forty five percent, if you're doing on mythic, because <laughs> that's a thing. Um, but yeah, why, why would you suddenly collapse at fifty percent just because someone made you uh, have a soul? Maybe because suddenly you're now feeling that all of the horrible atrocities and, you know, <clears throat> told yourself uh, that you did. <laughs> yeah, fe- feeling in general can be exhausting sometimes. And <laughs> when you consider the amount of things that just probably smash into her brain. Plus, I would imagine like that her body can only take so much. Yeah. I mean, it is undead and whatnot. So maybe you could take more than I'm thinking. But the combination of feeling everything and the weight of the world and her body adjusting to all of a sudden being made whole, I'd pass out too. Yeah. And on top of that, she's probably going to be feeling quite a bit of it. Like if we're if we're onto something here with uh, this is what's kind of going to happen with the character. You got to remember that so much of what she has been doing, according to the story that's been going on recently, she burnt Teldrassil. Why? To send all of the anima over to the jailer in the maw. And now she's no longer Team Jailer. She doesn't like him anymore. So, hmm. She probably has a problem with all that awful stuff that she did. All right? So, if she has to confront that and realize that, oh, I did something really bad, she's probably going to kind of break a lot. And it's going to be <laughs> a lot. bad. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see what it's going to happen with Sylvanas and 9-2. Right? 
Very much so. We also basically got the confirmation, like you mentioned earlier, that that was definitely a soul shard that was shoved into Kingsmorn. Because Jailer did the same thing, where he reached into his little mystery portal and pulled out Savannah's shard. Same thing as he did when they were making Kingsmorn. He pulled out into, you know, went to their little mystery portal and pulled out a shard. And shoved it into Kingsmorn. Whose soul is it? Uh, honestly, and I don't want to say it, but it, it might actually be Marion's. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't have to be. It could be someone else's. But the fact that they're even calling it Kingsmorn too, like maybe there's a tie in there. Maybe could it's be. Arthas's soul. That's another thing because they keep bringing him I keep up. keep going back to that. Yeah. Because we haven't seen him yet. And they've mentioned that we'll like get a little bit of Arthas. Yeah. I mean, but- and if, if we're going with the whole king thing, he, he did commit regicide. And he was king. He even called himself king, like in the middle of uh, you know Warcraft three before he even became the Lich King. He was king of Lordaeron. Right. Yeah. So yeah, um, maybe maybe it is Arthur's soul. I mean, that, that that's probably actually the the most most logical guess at the moment because he's been teased a lot, and they and they you know in that in the cinematic where they were like where they created. You know, Kingsmorn. They really took a moment and they lingered on it for a moment. They're like, this is important. <laughs> and we all kind of right. speculated that it was probably some kind of soul thing. And then we just got even more of a confirmation with this one that it's totally soul. So, yeah, I think it might be Arthas's. So, yeah, let's find out. I would love if it's a variant of some kind, but there are people who have a theory that that's not possible because Varian's soul was destroyed Yeah, in Legion. Yeah, I kind of, I don't know. That's very sad. He's my king. So sad. <laughs> it, is, it is so sad. I want Anduin to have closure and be happy. Poor kid. Remember, I want to repeat again, freaking Anduin's 18, people. He's probably 19 by now. Everyone forgets that. Well, but okay, maybe 19 by now. Okay. Not that like, much off. Considering all he's been through in his life, and he's 19. Like, that's a lot. It is. A lot. Poor kid. Anyways, uh, we now <laughs> have a better idea of what the jailer is planning. Basically, a reality remake with him as the lead, uh, which is not too surprising. No, no, really? no. I want Bolvar or Thrall or something in the background just go, what, what, remix? What? <laughs> <laughs> that is what I was thinking when I made the notes. And I was trying actually to think of some kind of joke. Regarding that or like a, a, a you know cover band or something. And then I had nothing. Actually, it reminds me of a joke I heard recently. It was a very young girl, very young girl trying to do her ABCs. But they were all out of order. And the dude on the sub and just some random dude on the subway just said, yeah, girl, remix. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I'm using that now. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah, that's, that's what he's like. Yeah, I'm just going to just going to do this read. Reality. So this is reality 1.0. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Right. Yeah, basically. So do you have more thoughts or should we move on? I don't, I don't, I don't really know what else to think about this other than like he's going to remake reality. Or as he said at the very end, he's like, come on, little dude. We're going to go check out reality's end. Kind of reminds me of a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The last one restaurant at the end of the universe. <laughs> so, right. So they're going to the restaurant at the end of the universe to go check out the the end of reality. That's what they're going to do. 
Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. What they're going to do. Because as, as you know, you were saying, the jailer does head into the portal and saying to Anduin, come be the first to witness reality's end. Meanwhile, Anduin drops his pocket watch. You know, the picture of his you know, dad in there and stuff. I think it's a compass. And uh, compass. I said pocket, pocket watch, but you're right. It's totally a compass. I don't know why I said pocket watch. I know it's a compass. Yay, show notes. And <laughs> the, the the camera really zooms in on it. It is important. And then Silvana starts to pass out saying, cannot let, let him reach the... And then she passes out. So I want to say that it's safe to assume that she was going to say sepulcher since we know he is seeking the sepulcher of the first ones. I agree. Do you, do you think it's safe? Like there's a couple people that disagree with that, but... Um, right now, everything that we've been seeing coming out between the little bit from the camera <laughs> photos of the, of these, uh, what is it? Grimoire of the Shadowlands, as well as right. the notes from, uh, Tazavesh, we're pretty safe to assume that this is going to be the, the sepulcher of the first right. ones is what, uh, the jailer is, is after. And pretty much, and, and again, this is, this is not my original thought. This is just me going... And listening to lots of different content creators and everyone they like that. And they're like, yeah, he's going to the Sepulchre of the First Ones. And I was like, what's that? I looked at it. Uh, yeah, he's totally going to the Sepulchre of the First Ones. Yep. Yep, yep. So, about that compass. Not a pocket watch. It's a <laughs> compass. <laughs> so, some of the community have suggested that Anduin dropped it so that Jaina can use, you know, some magic to track where they're going. Which I thought was really interesting. When I first saw it, the only thing I thought of was that that was Anduin's sign to them that he is still in there and is still aware. Others think that the jailer made him drop it since that was basically Anduin's tie to his old life. So what do you think, Jen? Oh, um, like in just, I'll just say the way this story and pretty much any story where we're the heroes and we're going to come out on top at the end of the day. Um, because that's how video games work (laughs) 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 is Anduin dropped it to probably me. So, Hey, you can track me. Probably not. That's what was his intention was. It was more like, like you said, um, like a little glimmer of hope that I'm still in here. That is just, um, clearly what is, is what Anduin was probably thinking, but the way that the camera focused in on it. It was very much a, this is going to be important in a moment. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to use the compass to do things. And we'll find out what those things are eventually. Not a pocket watch, a compass. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, um, speculation time. What do we think will happen with Savannah's next? (laughs) What do we think is going to happen to her? Um, The immediate... The immediate uh, thing that's going to happen to her is going to it's going to be one of two things. Um, the first thing is going to be some type of torture, torment, saying where are they going, and then he's like, "You're like, hey, little little Missy, you said we can't let him reach the what? Can't we let him reach?" And then that's should oh, the stuff called the first one, and they're going to say, "What's that?" <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, it's the." It's the burial place and or kind of like this grand thing. Where they got all the knowledge. The first ones. This is, this is where the first ones stuck all their stuff. Right? 
Right. So, uh, yeah, don't don't let them get there, right? I mean, that's why they've been hinting. <laughs> that's why they've been hinting all this old, like, first ones. Hey, yeah, there's, a, there's the way gate. The first ones reacts to the mortal. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> don't, don't let them get there. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a thing that you want. Um, so how do we prevent them from getting there? Get there first. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then, holy crap, beyond that, honestly, if you want to any kind of satisfactory end for Sylvanas' story, which I do actually think Sylvanas' story will end in the Shadowlands, and she'll probably play a role in the Jailer's end, and then yeah, she'll so. probably, honestly, still take the place of, I don't know, somebody. I don't know. She's the new Denathrius or she's the new Jailer. I don't know. Some crap like that. It'll be fine. Like, whatever. She'll go on. Or she'll just, she'll go out like Garrosh, right? That's a, yeah, that's kind of what she wanted forever. Is a glory. And then the, the one option that's going to make everyone upset, even possibly me included, it's like, hey, you've been, you're now alive again. You can go spend your life with Varisa and your nephews. Enjoy. And maybe Ilaria will, will welcome you back and not shoot you in the face with a void arrow. Cool. <laughs> Which, yeah, I wouldn't like that either. Yeah, that sounds dumb. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, I think she's going to... She'll she'll play a role in putting down the, the jailer and somehow. I don't know how. But she'll play a role. So there you go. That's, that's my answer. I don't, I don't have any specific answers. That's just the... Honestly, no, that's the I obvious answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't... So there's a lot of people are immediately assuming that this means she's going to have a redemption. And while admittedly in some stories, I like redemption because good endings and stuff and whatnot. But I, I don't want that here. And keep in mind that just because she does say, for example, if she does like one good deed, that's not going to replace all the bad things she has done. One good deed is not going to be redemption. Yeah, if not, she it's not even Christmas comes Eve. to her... Right. Yeah. Like if, if she. <laughs> you don't even get rid of that <laughs> reference, are you? <laughs> Go for it. I'm alone too. They, they, they work for double. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. So <laughs> if she say she does one good thing to help us with with the jailer, even if she does actually help us defeat the jailer, that does not mean she is redeemed. That does not mean she's been forgiven. It means she did one last act that was good, but it does not outweigh all of the bad. It's not a full redemption. Do you know what the players are going to say to Zavannas if they try and give her a redemption story? Did you think we had forgotten? (laughs) Did you think we had forgiven? (laughs) Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah. And the, for the most part, I mean, probably, uh, I'd say about like 50% of the horde would feel that way. And then 100% of the alliance would feel that way. And then there's yeah. 25% of the player base going, she's a queen. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> there are those two that are like, what are you talking about? She did nothing wrong. And I'm like, mm, yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... And, and, and so the fun thing with all this is I know lots of people in the community, if you were going to talk about like, what is she going to do in the end? And and I know some people for them to actually be happy 
is they want Sylvanas to be right all along. They want some type of like proof that, okay, her vision, not the jailers, but her vision of what was going to happen. You know how, you know, in the freaking opening of, of Shadowlands, this whole world is a prison. I'll set you all free. She's going to set us all free. Maybe. <laughs> right. <laughs> Some people, that's what they want. And True. hey, maybe she has to get killed to set us all free. And that would make the Alliance players happy. <laughs> right. I guess so uh, thread that needle, Blizz. Good job. Yeah. It'll be a, it's going to be a tough one. It really is because I'm not so much going to say like you're not going to please everyone no matter what you do with Savannah at this point. You're not going to there's always there's going to be someone who's incredibly upset. So I, I don't know how to feel about that. Harmy is like, oh, that is bad writing. But really, if you think about it, it's it's not because no matter what you do with any character, anywhere, any storyline, everything, you're not going to please everyone. At the end of the day, at this point, Blizzard, their job is to do justice with her character, to give her that fitting end that she deserves, whatever that might be. I agree. And it's going to be tough. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not them. I would not want that job (laughs) because that would be very challenging. Mm -hmm. It's going to be really tough. So I, I, I I have faith in you, Blizzard. I think you can do it, but we'll... We'll wait and see. I feel but, like if they do a bad job, Patty Matz is just going to hunt them down. It's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard her? Like, she's going she's gonna to take them out. Yeah. All right. So, anything else here? No, I want to get to my tinfoil hat. No, yeah, tinfoil. Let's do it. Tinfoil. So, I want to say, trust me, you're not prepared for this. That's actually what I wrote in the show notes. But you might be, because apparently I'm not the only one who has thought this or something along those lines. So something that bothered me with the cinematic and, and just from the get-go is this particular camera shot. And I, I shared it in the show notes with Jen. I will share it on Twitter after this episode is released. It zooms in on the jailer's chest. Covered. Nipples are covered this time for once. And where where this the sigil, where it went to his chest, the hole and the armor has all appeared and stuff. They zoom into it. And, and they leave it there for a second. Now maybe, maybe... Maybe I'm just too focused on my desire to go to Thros and Thros, whatever, and burn it down. Maybe I spent too much time in Drustfar. Maybe I'm really focused on the Drust attacking Ardenweald. It's entirely possible. I'm I'm, I'm not vain. It's possible. But to me, this looks like Drust armor or, you know, art. Even the helm that he has on looks a little bit like a Drust helm or a mask even. That they use an iron wheel, a little bit in dress fire, that kind of thing. Now, I understand that he has a hole in his armor for the sake of the sigil or whatever. But Blizzard, in my mind, made this look very much like a dressed thing. So if you look at Grak Toll, some of the wicker creatures, there are similarities. How it splintered, for example. How just the, the little details they put into it all around it. I couldn't find the exact image of dress I was looking for in my head that has holes similar to the jailers right here. But there's just so many dress related beings that have this splintered armor or the little itty bitty divots, little holes around it or the blue energy within it. And uh, so Jen's probably actually looking at it now. I posted a couple pictures of some dress creatures, which again, I will put on the Twitter. 
uh, so you can all see it too, um, as at least trying to share. I didn't find the exact picture I was looking for. This is what I found. Just some kind of evidence as to why I have my tinfoil hat theory. And again, I might be crazy, but I just I can't shake this. I can't shake the fact that, you know, Anduin's armor, very plate armor like. The jailer could have conjured whatever armor, but this looks very much dressed themed. I'm not going to sit here and say that Zaval is from Thros, but maybe Thros is in league with a jailer and they're supplying him with armor. I don't I don't know. I might be reaching. I can't unsee it, though, and I can't let this go. And I've, I listened to Lord Watch. I, I listened to Lord Watch and But What There's Lore. And for life, me, I can't remember which show mentioned it. But one of the shows mentioned that it also looks like dressed armor. And I got really excited thinking, I'm not alone in my theory. Oh, my God. Man, I'm not so crazy. I don't know. But this is there's I feel like there's something to this. That is that is my theory. There is something dress related with Zoval. And I don't know why. What are you thinking, Jin? So my thoughts are you're not crazy. I thought the exact same team exact same thing when I saw the armor I was like okay there's an aesthetic choice here that they're going with that does not match the moss horn right not match all this kind of stuff at all feels very feels very throws okay and if we are going with very throws mm, kind of means means to me the little emerald dream action the little little kind of Arden wield connection there. 9.2, we're going to Emerald Dream. Bam. Uh, <laughs> you would. You would. All right. So uh, <laughs> do I think you're crazy? No, because, uh, yeah, it was Lorewatch that said, because armor does look very, very throws, very dressed. Uh, and, yeah, looking at these screenshots, I agree. <laughs> it's, it looks completely like the uh, like the dressed. Like the, the, so Just the- a plate version. Right, like the plate version. But like, so the the bass does look like we've seen a couple things in the maw with a similar type of helm as the jailer has in here. But we've also seen it on some of the dressed, and it does seem to have more of a dressed texture to it than, say, metal or whatever material is used in the maw and whatnot. But I just I cannot I can't get over this. Like, there's got to be something to this. Yeah, I think there is something to it. Yeah, I'm I think so glad I'm not crazy. We're, yeah, we're, we're going to the Emerald Dream. Jim's right. Bam. There we go. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Just get over it, folks. Stop thinking that we're not going. We're going. Just let's just just embrace it. It's coming. Right? Like, I, I'm, I, oh, I'm so glad. Because like I was writing these show notes. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to blow Jen's mind. Or I'm either going to blow Jen's mind or he's going to think I'm crazy. One of the two. Turns out I didn't either. And I'm perfectly okay with that because I love when we're on the same page. But I just, it, it, I can't, I can't, I can't get over well, it. Like, there's something to this. Well, I will admit, at first I was like, yeah, it looks a little dusty. And then I'm looking at this last screenshot. Wow, it's looking really dusty. Right? <laughs> so that last screenshot is from um, Arnwield, like dress-related things going on in Arnwield. Oh, well, there you go. So, more updated dress, if you will. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're not crazy. At least in this avenue. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so I will I will post these uh, pictures I've been sharing on, on our show notes. I will put them on the Twitter after the show is released, just so you can all see what I'm talking about and why I have this t- 
tinfoil hat that may not be so tinfoil. It's aluminum. It's not tin. It's aluminum. It's totally good. <laughs> it's quality, guys. It's, it's quality. Yep. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, let's let's uh, do you want to move on. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, no. I think we are set to jump into this next wonderful bit that we'll probably be referencing on multiple episodes, not just this one. Absolutely. Going forward in the future. Yep. Because I figure once we actually get the book in our hand at some point in the next, you know, months, two months, <laughs> who knows? But I figure there's context in it and whatnot. But for now, uh, while we sadly did not get a copy of the grimoire, grimoire of Shadowlands yet, at Wolf and Wild, sorry, at underscore Wolf and Wild on Twitter, did get it magically somehow in Australia and posted some pictures from it. And this included the long awaited broker cosmology chart. I had also posted all about it. Other people who have, everyone's like basically grabbed this because there are so many content creators who are looking forward to getting this book and not getting it. So thankfully this person was kind enough to share this chart. So we at least have something. So again, I, I will also post this on Twitter as well, so you can see it in case you haven't seen it yet. That way you can look at it along with us as, as we chat about it a bit. Yeah. So yep. this version of the chart, there's some similarities, some differences. We're going to talk about some here now. But again, I'm sure as we process more, there's going to be more things. I heard there were some and then people, some of the people in the community complaining that this chart is a retcon. Retcon. I cannot talk anymore. Retcon. It's not a retcon. It's, it's, it's not at all. Like, this is all new information. It is another piece of the puzzle. It's another viewpoint. Even in the book, the brokers share that they don't consider the Titans to be an authority in the universe. And we can definitely see some bias in the brokers' cosmology chart. So I'm sure the Titans would say the same thing <laughs> about them. I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple of years... We see the cosmology chart from the viewpoint of the light or something. Okay. Like this is just a, yet, yet again, another different type of narrator. It's not a recon. Yep. It's just new information. It's a new narrator. Calm down. <laughs> now, I, I just have to bring this up. I don't, I'm not even looking at the notes. I'm just going to tell you the funniest crap on the planet is once you get this book in hand or you just look at some of the screenshots on Twitter. Oh, my freaking God. This is the funniest stuff on the planet. Is because the broker, the perspective, right? That is that is writing all about this. Essentially, what has happened and what, what's going on is they're saying that, hey, I have got myself a copy of the mortal version of the uh, oh hello Libby, the mortal version of the cosmology chart, and oh my god, can you even see what these mortals did? Oh my god, that's so they're so cute. They think this is right. <laughs> They think this is the biggest piece of crap on the planet. They're like, oh, my God, these guys are just so adorable. They think they got it right. So what was the best thing about it, too, is this broker is like, no, no, no. I have included a copy of the correct cosmology chart. <laughs> As if, you know, they don't have any bias either. So, no, not at uh, all. It's just the, the way it is written there. It's 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 some of the funniest crap on the planet. It's pretty uh, good. But yeah. I will admit. It is it is one thing that I've actually kind of you know, like scratched my head about a little bit that they actually did bring up and it, it it is a valid thing to bring up. They said, How can the Titans, who were apparently born in the universe, 
be the freaking be-all end-all of the cosmology charts of the cosmos. True. These guys are just born out of planets. Why are they, what? What's so special about these guys? We're over here in the Shadowlands. And if you look at the Shadowlands, it's still part in this little middle thing right here, as we call it the Great Cycle. Right. Or as we were talking about in our fun little, like, crazy tinfoil hat episode. <laughs> the closed, the closed loop. loop system. <laughs> which, if right. you look closely, that's pretty closed off there, too. Yep. Even more closed off. Yep. <laughs> so uh, It's still yeah. there. It's just closed off. It's closed off way even more. It was just like, no, we're going to freaking clock this thing down. <laughs> right. So, I mean, there are some similarities and differences, and we can definitely see some of the bias. And, but I, I will say both charts do have the six forces. However, their locations are different. Instead of the light and shadow being on the top and bottom, we get death and life. And their circles are much bigger than the other four. Oh, and uh, one fun fact. They've reversed their uh, positions as well. Yep. Whereas previously, life was in between order and light. It is now death that is in between order and light. And then simultaneously, it was it was death that was in between disorder and shadow. And now it is life that is in between disorder and shadow. So yeah. Just one more fun fact. Yeah, that I that I picked up on. This is very true, and I mean it does the direct opposing forces are still diagonal from each other. That's still a thing. The you know light versus shadow, order versus disorder, life versus death. That's still there. So that's that's something. Well, what we see in the Titan chart, there are paths that connect the different realms. We see a different type of connection in the Broker chart. There, there, there are circles around them, but the circles like hook around the neighboring circles. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. A little hooksy there. Yeah, they're all, it's like almost like chains in a link or something like that. Or links in a chain. There you go. That's what I meant to say. Chains in a link. That's silly. <laughs> <laughs> we knew what you meant. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, like they, they are, they're all like. You know, they're they're chained to their neighbors, like they're they're all linked together and stuff. I keep doing like this motion with my arms, like they're linking arm in arm. You, no one can see it except for Jen, though. Uh, so uh, it's, it's adorable. Uh, it's it's something all right. So <laughs> the we do have the like you said, we still have the closed loop system. It's called the Great Cycle on there, and it's still smack dab in the middle of the chart. It does still like we still see Anshi, you know, the sun. As well as the light, the white lady and the blue child. They're still all right there. But something that's different is surrounding that closed loop system. We have the six smaller circles representing the six domains of decay, earth, air, fire, spirit, water. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then... Everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Basically, right. Uh, but so it's interesting to see, you know, on the Titan chart, those have much bigger roles. But on this one, it almost seems as if their circles are a little more defined because they're right there in the middle, but they're much smaller. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, a couple other things I know I saw for death. We see the Arbiter like right there. It's, it's the Arbiter and she's holding the sigil. Got the infinity symbol and everything. 
But there's also chains. Lots, lots of chains. So I don't know if maybe that's just representing the imprisoned jailer because he's the original leader of the Shadowlands. Maybe, or maybe it's just the chains look cool, so they did chains. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I think I think after this whole cinematic, I mean, this kind of like goes to show that obviously whoever created this one, this you know cosmology chart, is obviously has a bit of a bias too because the Arbiter's here, and we now kind of found out that the Arbiter doesn't wasn't the original Arbiter. right yeah so and they stuck the arbiter on the cosmology chart but who knows i mean as we know time is not a construct of the shadowlands <laughs> time is not a construct of death so right who freaking knows when this happened right for life i am absolutely convinced that this little eclipse moon we see like right smack dab in the middle of life is a loon or supposed to represent a loon yeah it could be because the last couple times we saw the moon during, you know, a loon times, the, the moon was, you know, eclipse, you know, just a little little thumbnail there. And yeah, uh, so I'm convinced of that. Um, then there is a sneaky snake. It is going around <laughs> the outside circle of death and life. And for life, the head of the snake is alive, but it's looping around to the dead tail. And then on the death side, the snake is reversed so that the dead head and then a live tail and mm-hmm. i tried to actually see before you and i talked just now for you know the show obviously i did try to see if they connect at some obvious point if it is one big infinity symbol between them but the, yeah, the great cycle covers it so i don't know yeah it covers it but it did I mean it's to me it's pretty obvious and i think so implied. and implied. i think what this is really trying to kind of hammer home is just that connection between you know like Ardenweald and the Shadowland, or yeah, the Ardenweald and the, the Emerald Dream, um, and I think that's I think that's what it's specifically trying to to say. It is the going back to even the middle there. It's it's another representation of the Great Cycle, right? The Great Cycle of the the continuous life, death, life, death, life, death, life, death, life, death, life, death. <laughs> so, and that's 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 kind of my my take on it. That's that's how I see what the Orbos is really representing. Yeah. 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 It's really interesting. So um, tonight during dinner, like I just got home from work. So I was tired. So I didn't look at it in too much detail. But my husband sent me a link from Injure. And the, (laughs) the, I'm trying, sorry, I'm pulling up my phone as we speak. And so this person had a theory that the cosmology chart is more of a octahedron, octahedron. You know, because we've been talking about the fractals and whatnot. And that mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, we're seeing all these 2D charts, but that maybe this cosmology map is actually more of a 3D image on a, you know, octahedron. And that's why, depending on what angle you're looking at it at, you know, maybe it's death and life on top and bottom. Maybe it's light and shadow on top and bottom. But maybe that's why the different views, like the Titan view, the broker view, are both correct because actually a 3D image. Yeah, actually, I could kind of agree with that. It seems to me that what they're kind of getting at here is a, it's like, you know, how, how we started this off saying that, uh, calm down, folks, this is not actually a retcon. This is just more information from another vantage point. It's kind of like how if you were to describe an object from one angle and I was described the same object just from a different angle from three dimensions and things like that. It could be something completely different. 
And I think this is what they were really trying to get at is that the Titans from a reality centered focus, you know, because obviously the Titans are born in reality and things like that. And that's how all that kind of stuff works. They got their version of the the cosmology chart, but someone in the Shadowlands, they obviously put a whole lot of emphasis on death <laughs> right there at the top of the right there. In the, in the right. Yeah. What is my cat doing? She's crazy. She's getting she's getting crazy. She's getting wild. She's she's worked up about this cosmology chart. She is worked up over something. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think I think when you tie in the fact that they've been talking about the fractals lately, I kind of yep. see that being something that they tie in to the cosmology chart eventually, and then eventually maybe it will become a three D thing. I think it's a really interesting concept. Yeah. They've already done one pop-up book. Maybe they'll do another one. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine a pop-up cosmology map? <laughs> so I did yeah, not I buy the I'm other sure. one, but if they come up with a pop-up cosmology map, I am absolutely buying that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I want yeah, that. Pretty awesome. I did not realize I want that until now, but now I want that. <laughs> it needs to happen. Blizzard make it happen. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at this, the, this cosmology chart and well, I think the the fun thing about this cosmology chart is when this cosmology chart was originally released back in whoever the heck knows when Chronicle Volume 1 was released. <laughs> it was a while ago. Yes. Um, we all just kind of looked at it and went, neat. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there were some in the community that were like, trying to do some fun speculations and things like that. And, and I'm also doing some fun speculations on this new one, but um, I think it's going to take me a while to really figure out where this is going to come from or where it may lead. So this is why I mentioned at the top where I was like, this is probably going to come up multiple times from here on out. You know, like every time I look at it and just really zoom in on it, I notice a new detail or a new little interesting thing. And I feel like once I actually get the book in my possession, you know, whenever that might be, I will probably <laughs> notice something new on top of it. And it's just all very intriguing to me. And I'm really excited to continue talking about this once we, you know, get to it. Yeah, whenever we get that book, whenever that may be. Because there's more than just pictures in this book. There's a lots of words. There's words. Describing things. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the thing. I'd, I'd love a, uh, I'd love a good, good book with some words in it, not just pictures. But uh, <laughs> uh, for some reason, I don't have it. Oh, why? Eventually. Why I don't have it. It's, yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing. That's a thing. So, yeah, but I'm actually super, super excited about getting that book still. As, as salty as we both sound, I think the reason why we're both so salty is because we just really, 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 really want it. Yep. Yep. Like I said, like I was rearranging my schedule to try to make sure I had enough time to read it, which worked out because I ended up being sick anyways. But <laughs> it would have been nice to have the book instead. Yeah. That's okay. We'll at least get you could have looked at the pictures. Exactly. Thanks to this kind person who posted things on Twitter. I got to read a little bit like about Muzala as well. And yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was good. I just really want the book. Yeah, I agree. I, I want it too. Yeah. So anyway, you think that's where it's, we can wrap it up here from here? Yeah, I feel, I feel pretty good about wrapping it up. I think for now, I think there's plenty more to talk about, but that will leave that for the next episode. Yeah, because we got we got more to talk about. Because there's this uh, there's these some some quests 
with some 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 Draca and some Thrall and some Primus and some whew, let's just say nine one. It's been good so far. It really has. Love it. Love it. It's been good. We got to talk about that. So uh, if no book, we still got plenty to talk about. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Well, I suppose if you want to jump into our little story here, do not you? Don't you think? Yes. Yes, I do. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. <laughs> Libby. So I found this story coming in from Florida, courtesy of CBS News. So during a time where so many people are yelling about this, that, and the other, and fighting and violence and oppression, it can it can be a lot. It's overwhelming. Sometimes it's good to be reminded that there are still good people out there who will listen, who will be kind who will just take a moment to show that they care. So uh, let's listen to that little reminder right now with this little video. Looking for honest advice from someone with a sympathetic ear? Well, you'll find it on a bench by the beach. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road. In St. Petersburg, Florida, when the sun rises, Al Nixon sets for his impromptu therapy sessions. How have you been? Are you surprised at what people tell you? Not anymore. Al isn't a trained therapist. I've been concerned. He actually works for the city water department. Mm -hmm. He's dismissing me. But in these early morning hours, he's a trusted confidant and counselor to whoever passes by. And I wrote to him and I said, Renee Rutstein is a regular. He knows everything about me. Did you feel weird sharing all your secrets to a guy on a bench? No, because he'll never judge me and he always shoots me straight. He's not judgmental and he takes you for who you are. Bernadette Dorset Mills says she has never met a wiser man. He's like the guiding force. At the same time, I don't hear you talking a lot. No. I just see a lot of nodding, like you're doing now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of mm-hmm's. Listening is the number one skill all mankind needs to know how to do very well. Mm-hmm. A skill mm-hmm. he has clearly mastered. Mm-hmm. When Al started coming here seven years ago, the therapy was for him. He needed a quiet place to clear his head, and the last thing he wanted was to hear other people's problems. But then a woman he'd never met told him something he'll never forget. She said, every day I see you, I know everything is gonna be okay. And that made me realize that when you speak to someone or you smile, you let them know I value you, and people pick that up. When I walk by, sometimes, you know, I don't even get a chance to chat with him because there are other people waiting in line. <laughs> in appreciation for always being there, not long ago, Al's faithful put a plaque on his bench to a loving and loyal friend and a confidant to many, forever and always. I teared up. That was, um, that was powerful. How can such a simple plaque be that powerful? When you express to someone you matter to me. They gave you back what you gave them. Everyone needs an Al. Good morning, sweetie. Even Al. Have a great day. You too. Steve Hartman, on the road in St. Petersburg, Florida. I totally agree. Listening, the number one skill all mankind needs. I agree. Oh, it was so good. I love that story so much. Yeah, that was fantastic. That was the first time I heard it all the way through, and I, I was like, this guy sounds awesome. Yeah. He really does. And there really needs to be more people like that in general. (laughs) 
but it's good to have that reminder that there are good people out there. Yeah, I agree. People like that are awesome. I can't say that I'm uh, always the greatest of listeners, but I try. I think you do better than you give yourself credit for. Oh, I give myself lots of credit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in this particular field, you do better than you give yourself credit for. All right, well, I'll, I'll take that one. All right. <laughs> you will take it and you will like it. I will like it. It sounds wonderful. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's get out of here. All right. Well, we can do that. Since I'm taking yeah. things and liking it and whatever that is. You will is. like it. I will like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Live, Laugh, Lore. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, or a question that you're just dying to know the answer to, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jen on Twitter at Jared Cooster, and you can follow Allie at Allie Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care.